you're tired of spending money on trail cameras you use as tools only to find out they're built like freaking toys or you've struggled with unreliable not so dependable cameras or experienced customer service that flat out disappointed you i've been there those problems literally birthed exodus eight years ago when they shipped their first camera. Exodus had a clear desire to not only build elite products that enabled you to set it and forget it all season long, but also to back them like no other company was willing to, with an unmatched level of customer service and support. See for yourself why Exodus has over 15,000 satisfied customers. They've quickly become known for their five-year no BS warranty, quality cameras, and best-in-class customer service. You heard that right. Exodus believes in their products so much every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty that includes theft and accidental damage coverage each camera is checked for quality control standards before it leaves the warehouse if they wouldn't use it you don't get it exodus is so confident you love your new exodus camera they're offering you the listener of this show 15 percent off your next order today just use code bte if you don't love it Get your money refunded in the first 30 days and just send her back. Exodus really has two excellent cell cam options for uh, all budgets, and they start at just $179. Plus, you're 15% off there. You use the code BTE. They have competitive data plans that allows you to purchase a plan and use the data as you see fit. They want you to be in control. There's no annual commitment and no limit on how many cameras you can run on one plan. You can share cameras with friends, no charge, which makes the Exodus lineup a great option for hunting clubs and leases. There are no additional fees for HD photo requests. That's pretty nice. No additional fees for video uploads. And all cameras share data on a single data plan for easy management. See for yourself why so many have made the switch to Exodus and experienced the Exodus difference. Use code BTE to get 15% off your next order today. Now let's talk about Osseo Gear. It's a great option for whitetail hunters. They develop a premium line of bow hunting gear that will rival any other clothing on the marketing quality. Plus, you got a lifetime warranty on anything you buy from Osseo, which is pretty nice. They have a super unique camo pattern and great technology in their garments to keep you comfortable in the stand. So visit asiogear.com, get you some premium hunting clothing. Got to talk to you about Stealth Outdoors, makers of Stealth Strips. Stealth Strips really are a, a product that any hunter, whether you're a weekend warrior or a guy that hunts almost every day, really needs to take advantage of. Stuff absolutely deadens your your gear uh, to make it essentially uh, noise free. If you haven't checked out Stealth Strips yet, stop buying all the other crappy alternatives like the hockey tape and any other stuff you're trying to use to silence your gear. Get the good stuff. Get Stealth Strips. Visit StealthOutdoors.com. Pick you up some Stealth Strips. All my partners are linked in the description below. Go check them out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show, hope everybody is doing good tonight, everybody's Dalton man, deer season just chugging along. It is, it's going to be gone before we know it. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I feel like it hasn't even started yet, and it's yeah. like, it's already over. Yeah, it's. I mean, I feel like it's that every year, but every year it yeah. surprises me that it gets here this quick. <laughs> yeah, it's. it just, you feel like, you feel like in October you have all this time in the world, and all of a sudden it's yep. December 1st tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dear Simmer, man, you start switching into freezer filling mode. Yeah, I was just—I asked my son, who's who's four, because I—I yeah. I, I, you know I only have—I'd like to get a couple more deer in the freezer, and I was like, I was just joking with him, I'm like, hey, buddy, how many deer you think? How many more deer you think I should shoot for this year? He's like, twenty. Like, well, <laughs> there we go. Well, <laughs> well, well, that's what I'm talking about. Well, uh, I don't know, buddy. I said well, that'd be a tall task. I think Green Bridges uh, might have something to say about that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't see tw- <laughs> around here. I don't see twenty does in a in a season, let alone uh, get killing twenty of them. Right, absolutely. Uh, dude, my buddy Scott down in uh, Kentucky, he must have a farm that is like needs something wrong with it, like it needs managed yeah. poorly. He yeah. killed eight does one evening on it. Holy cow! 
That is a lot of work. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, he said, I could have killed more, but I started thinking about like, nope, this is going to take yeah. me way too long. Oh, good gosh. Eight of them. I can't imagine. He That's killed those in the, in the morning opening day of rifle season, and his wife went in the same spot and killed a nice buck that evening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But sometimes it's like that. Yeah, that's right. Not very often for me. I right? don't have a spot like that, but <laughs> uh, that's pretty impressive there. Anyway, um, everybody, this is Dalton Lewis from the stick boys. You yeah. may uh, recognize him. He, he did a hunt with me and Dan. Um, well, I guess that was last year. Yeah. Right? Gosh, yeah. It's amazing. That yeah. was like a whole year ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys, I, I left their YouTube channel down in the description. Really go check those guys out. They have a lot of cool stuff, and you guys are strictly trad bow hunters. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have enough sense to use sights, so we just <laughs> do what we can without them. <laughs> yeah. What, me and my dad this uh, this fall, or this this summer, we were having, he, he started hunting with a compound mm -hmm. um, for the first time in a long time this year. And uh, he, uh, we got to, we had some problems like tuning his bow and we were just having some frustrations like you do sometimes. And, yeah. uh, at one point in time, we were just like, we had such appreciation for stick bows. Cause we're just like, gosh, this technology is annoying sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, it, it can be super complicated or it cannot be complicated. Yeah. Just kind of, kind of what you want to make of it, I guess. Like that guy on water boy oh, yeah. homes, what you make it, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> But we, uh, oh yeah, and some people do make it very complicated. It oh, can yeah. be. I mean, you're talking yeah. about you're like you're in. You can argue traditional or not, but like you start start talking about ILF stuff, and yeah. string yeah. walking, and I mean all that stuff. That all takes a lot of. Yeah, they can. Um, I mean, they, it's amazing it, uh, some of the the thinking, the amount of thinking that some people do with yeah. stuff like that. But I don't know. I I, I don't get into that kind of thing too much i mean I'll, I'll tune it to the point you know i'll bear shaft tune and get my arrows tuned well and and after that i mean like i i mean I, I i shoot a lot i shoot every day before work i shoot every morning you know and i do all that but i'm still not good enough to get that nitpicky with it you know what i mean yeah like, still it's still a, a, a wooden instrument at the end of the day so yeah, right try not to overthink it too much but. yeah oh i've i've went down those rabbit holes like when i started shooting traditional just trying to figure out my path in it you know yeah and dude when i try to aim or if i try to yeah. you know string walk or you tip my arrow i just i don't shoot as good uh, i do not shoot as good yeah that's i have a hard time with i've tried that and it you know I, I i went through a bout of target panic a long time ago and i i did use a crawl to like get control of myself yeah and i don't know why that helped but it helped tremendously to have something else to think about but once I got control again, then I just went back to shooting how I've always shot, which is just, yeah. you know, instinctive, just picking a spot and, and that kind of thing. So the, the crawl, I can definitely see how it could be a good tool, especially if you're, if, you know, if that big gap between your arrow yeah. and the deer's body, which we're probably getting way too nerdy about this stuff right now, but like, I could see how that could get anxious for people or you can get a lot yeah. of anxiety from that, where I could see that crawl making that that little gap that, that sight picture smaller would, would help. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, dude, I just, I just, uh, yeah. I think it's like anything you got, you got to find your niche and like what works mm -hmm. for you and go with it. You yeah. Know? So yeah. there's people out there. If I tried doing all that, I'd be a wreck, but Me too. You know, some people, if, if they don't do that, they will be a wreck. So it's, yeah. It is what it is. Well, like, uh, you know, the guys from the push, which I'm buddies with those guys. Mm -hmm. We're like, man, I, like Matt I wouldn't tell like, everybody that that's your buddies with Matt. Uh, yeah, right. I uh, <laughs> Matt was like soaking his bow in water and tuning it with. I'm like, what, dude? What are you? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh man. I'm like, well, love it. I'm sure it's tuned now. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. If it can do that, then you are in good shape. If it's raining like that, I am gonna be at coffee. <laughs> what uh, coffee? How, <laughs> how long you been uh, trad bow hunting now? Like, did you ever uh, pick up a compound? It's been a really long time. Um, I was actually thinking about that the other day. And, uh, yeah, it's been a long time shooting a stick bow. Um, I guess I, I did start off shooting a compound. I, I started off shooting a, um, a you know, a, a stick bow when I was little. When I was Actually, when I, my, my mom uh, told my dad that she was pregnant, dad went out and uh, made me a self bow. 
And so I was kind of got it honest. And that's kind of, you know, I started with that. And then when I got a little bit older, um, I could draw a compound. And I think the legal limit is 35 or legal minimum. North Carolina is 35. So I got to where I could draw 35. And that's how I could hunt. I had old high country outlaw with like the solid, solid circle cam deals. Yeah, dude, that was my first, my first boat was a high country. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a really cool boat. And I could kick myself for getting rid of that. I yeah. think we gave it to a kid, which I mean, I guess if you're going to get rid of, it's a good way to do it. But right. I wish I'd have kept that bow just to hang it up. But anyways, it was a, uh, it was a really good bow. I killed my first deer with it and my wife killed her first deer with it actually. And uh good little bow. And, and I saw so I shot that. And, and then I got in, you know, early high school and, um, I just, you know, in North Carolina, we in, in the mountains, you know, especially then there was a lot of deer and we had a lot of opportunity. And so like, you know, we were just talking about that, you know, a guy killing several in the evening, like getting an opportunity wasn't really that difficult to do. And that's mm-hmm. not, you didn't have to be a great hunter to, to get those opportunities. Like we just, there's a lot of deer. And, uh, and so I just kind of found myself getting bored and, and, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but I just found myself feeling like it was sort of a rifle type deal because I, you know, at 20, 25 yards or whatever, I just felt like I put the pin on it, squeezed and, and it was over. And I, and it, it kind of started losing its luster for me. And I remember there was a, a good buck came through and it wasn't a huge buck by any means, but it was a good buck for the mountains. And, uh, when it came through, I just, I started to shoot it and I was just like, I don't know. It's, you know, it's not as big as what I'm looking for. And I just remember like hanging my bow up and feeling so defeated. And I was like, well, I mean, dude, where you live, that's all it's going to be like that. You know, we're not, this isn't a place where you're going to kill giant deer every year. And so that, that really, that really kind of hurt me deep there and uh, sent me down a path of soul searching. And I saw a video of, uh, which I always watched them, but I saw a video of uh, Barry Wenzel and it was actually when ESPN showed hunting on Sundays. I don't know if you remember that or not, but there was oh, one yeah. like, like hunting the country, I think is what it was on Sunday morning. And he killed a 10 point, nice 10 point in Texas. I mean, right underneath him with the recurve and that hat on crooked. And I was like, God, man, that, that looked awesome. Yeah. And so that kind of, I, you know, that kind of started, I got a recurve and uh, killed a deer with it that fall. And I remember sh- I shot a phone though. And, uh, Man, it was might have been seventy pounds, and I'd killed some pretty good deer at the time. Anyway, it just early high school, and I remember she come through, and uh, I shot is pretty right underneath her because I was tore <laughs> up, and I shot straight underneath it, and she hopped like four feet and gave me an opportunity, another opportunity, and I made you know I hit her good the second shot, and I remember getting so tore up, and I'm like tearing that M lock down. I'm like, oh, that was awesome. And it, you know, <laughs> it was like a seventy pound deer, so that kind of set the hook big time, and. uh and, and that kind of put me on the path. And then I got to the point where I was kind of doing both because I'd be like on a good deer and I'd be like, well, what happens if I got a recurve and big deer walks out, you know? Right. And then I had a buddy, uh, a good friend of mine, still is a good friend of mine. He, uh, there, I, I was a good deer I was hunting and, and I said, well, I don't know if that's a compound or a, a recurve deer or longbow deer, whatever I was shooting. And he said, man, you're just going to cheat yourself. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, if you go in there, you'll kill them in the compound. I said, he said, you're just going to cheat yourself. He said, you know what you want to use. And he's like, you know, the only reason you're not using it is because, you know, and he said, you're just going to cheat yourself out of a really cool hunt. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And the truth is, I don't really care if I don't get him or not. Like, I just, I really want to do that. That sounds fun. And I've never looked back since, you know, people look at me like I was crazy when I was hunting public land in Ohio and doing stuff with a, with a stick bow, but. I don't know. It just matches my personality more, I guess. I like it more, but I don't know. Not oh, that I'm any better than anybody else. I feel like stick bow hunters have a bad stigma of being elitist snobs. And to be honest with you, it's deserved. Like just to be quite frank with you for a lot of times it's deserved and, uh, and it shouldn't be that way, but it is. But um, I don't ever want to be taken as that. Like, I don't think I'm any better than anybody else. I just really enjoy hunting with stick bow. So yeah. Anyways, yeah, sure. that's how I got started on them. So that's awesome. <laughs> I keep doing it until I don't like it. If I find something I like better, maybe spears next. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, there you go. Slingshots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I remember Barry Wenzel. Uh, I, uh, my first memory of him, I guess, and I've met him a few times now, but and I'm sure you have too. He's oh, yeah. very like, if you're in the trad community, he's very accessible, but oh, very, um, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I remember him shooting in like some real tree. 
uh, archery tournament or something, and everybody had a compound, but he had his recurve. Yeah, that's all I remember about him. He probably did pretty pretty well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't even remember. But, yeah, uh, I love listening to his stories, and then him and like uh, Mike Minton's stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, awesome, I listen man. to them guys, man. We get we can get Barry Gene. We try to get them on the podcast as much as we can, and we just line them up, turn them loose, man. We just sit yep. back get coffee and we don't say a word we just hit record and we're like tell some good stories and it's yeah. always the best podcast because they have the best stories you go back and watch some of those videos and man those are so cool man that was back when bow hunting had it made that was just the coolest thing those old yeah. school videos and doing those deer drives and things like that life was simpler and man that just looked so awesome yeah um I think about that a lot because I get a lot of crap for shooting like two-year-old deer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I do. I freaking just love yeah. killing deer, you know. Listen, like, hey, yeah. Me and my buddy Patrick were uh, were talking about this the other day, and he's thinking about getting a, a trad bow because he yeah. he's he he kind of sounds like the same story that you yeah. um, just told me. Like he 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 gets to where he like he's not satisfied ever with any of the deer. Yeah. Like he, he wants bigger and bigger and bigger. So he's, I think he, he's kind of thinking about this trad bow thing. And one of his yeah. other buddies shoots a trad bow is named John. Uh, I think his name is John. I could be wrong there, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I had the, he grew up in an archery, he worked in an archery shop, I guess, before when he started hunting. Yeah. And so he grew up around that, uh, you know, that compound community where like, let's manage deer, let them mm -hmm. grow. So that was always instilled in his head when he was little. So he's yeah. real, he's real easy for him to bike past deer because it's just how he grew up, you know? Right, yeah. And dude, I would get yelled at for passing deer when I was little. Like, right. dude, I would, I would pass up a little forky or something. And my grandpa would yell yeah. at me when we got back to the truck, you know? So I have this other, like, I guess way of coming up that makes it hard for me to like pass a 115 inch eight pointer, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I've always said, man, if I get excited, like if, if I go into what I call the rage and panic where like my heart's like coming out of my chest and I'm excited, I'm not letting that deer go. And I don't care if I've waited five years on an Iowa tag. And like, if I get excited, I'm shooting. And yeah. that's just all there is to it. And if it's, if I ever get to the point where I go into a rage and panic and I let that deer walk, then I'm going to pick up golf or something because that's like the whole point for me. Yeah, so. right. That's if I get excited, I'm, I am 100% shooting that deer. And I, you know, and dad's all, and I was lucky, I guess, because dad is always kind of that, you know, I grew up, dad's the one that got me in obviously into the outdoors and, and, uh, he's always kind of fostered that. Like there's never been like any kind of judgment or any kind of like, boy, it's just like, if you make you happy, shoot it. Now I will say when I was a kid, you know, he did tell me multiple times, you know, I, you know, you know, you want to kill a spike or something, that's fine. But just understand that the dough behind it's never going to be anything. Whereas, yeah. you know, that, that one might be something one day. So you might, you know, if you, and so then I, I it's not that he ever like forced me or like guilt trip yeah. thing. It was just like, I got to think about it. And I was like, yeah, they're about the same size. Really? This, I'm probably better off just to wait. And so then yeah. I, I did that, but, but no, if I get excited, man, I'm, I'm shooting that, that buck I shot this year, like, I've killed a lot bigger, but I told somebody actually Nathan. I was on, I was talking to Nathan and, and Alan the other day. At, we had a group text going, and I said, you know, I don't, I don't know that I've ever enjoyed the entire process more than I did that deer. Like, well, you got, you got your girl involved too, and your your yeah. dad that was your dad yeah. too, right? Yeah, dad was there, yeah. and 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 you know, it was I shot it early, and it was here locally, so you know, everybody got to be part of it. My wife, my my little girl, and my little girl is just obsessed with deer. Like she is. I, I honestly, like I, people are like, yeah, she's a girl. You'll see. I, I think that she's going to be a maniac. Like, I think that like when she's 16, we're going to split off on mountains and she's going to go her own direction. And I'm like, I think she's that level of psychotic. That's awesome. Her, I mean, her first word was deer. That's all she does is watch deer. We were watching hunting just a minute ago before she went to bed. Like that's all she does and all she wants to do. So I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but no, just to have those have those guys there, you know, Callie and, and then there and, and dad there. And man, that's what it was about for me. I enjoyed the heck out of that. And so yep. I, I killed a, whatever, a two year old here in Indiana this year. And uh, yeah. we had a baby in October there, but dude, it was the blast. Like my son got to, I mean, I saw it fall over dead, but I went and got him. Oh yeah. And uh, 
we guess we you know we we could get a four wheeler most of the way there, so it wasn't too bad for him. Right. Um, same same exact experience, you know. He just yeah. asking a million questions, yeah. just thought it was <laughs> he was big stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I would have been happy yeah. if I was a you know Forky laying there and he was got got excited about it. It was giant. It was huge in his eyes. He was like, "Look how big it is." I'm like, "Yeah, look at that's, it." Oh yeah, she. I mean, that's all she kept saying, "Daddy, big buck, big buck." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, you know." So she, oh, uh, she has the best time, and I'm sure it's the same way with your son. That's oh yeah, that's what it's about, man. I, I don't care. I like I said, I've I've killed a lot bigger, but at the end of the day, I'll, I'll never remember one more or any more than I did that one. I'm sure I'll, you know, hopefully Lord willing, there'll be a bunch of those in that situation, but you know, that one I'll remember with the best of them. So. <laughs> yeah. That's what it, that's what it's about. Yeah. I mean, when I, I can remember uh, hunting with my dad, like not even getting anything, but having like cool things happen and he probably yeah. doesn't even, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that's, well, yeah, I think that's going to be my play with Clementine because I, I have a, I have a big issue and I'm probably going to offend somebody if I do. Sorry. But I, I have a big issue with people that like take kids and they'll like take them in to their best spot. Yeah. Kid has no idea what's going on. They'll take them in there, put them in there. They'll kill 160 inch deer and they plaster it all over Facebook. And it's like, it's their first deer, you know, and everybody's like, what you have done is you've showed me a former hunter is what you've done. And I like, I, I know kids, like I'm a middle school teacher. I'm a volleyball coach wrestling coach like i deal with kids that is my job and my livelihood is dealing with kids they have to be challenged and if it is like what you're teaching them is something that has no value and if it doesn't have value they're not going to want to continue it and but if they struggle and they they work for it then a lot of times they find value in it and if they find value in it they'll stick with it and so with Clementine, I think I'm just going to, I told Kelly and I, I've talked about this a bunch. I think I'm just going to take her with me all the time and, uh, you know, growing up and it's, she's not going to have a weapon. Like she's going to be there with daddy and she's going to watch daddy, you know, do whatever. And, and then when she gets older and she gets old enough to understand and she gets old enough to, you know, to, to understand what's really going on, then, uh, then she can have the weapon. But I don't know. I, I think it's a really, uh, I see that a lot on social media and it just absolutely breaks my heart because I know, like I see those kids at school and like they're, yeah. they've killed this giant, you know, this giant 130 inch 10 point in the mountains. And it's like, well, what'd you think? And I was like, oh, I mean, it's all right. I got cold. And I was like, well, what'd you think about deer hunting? And it's like, I mean, it was fun. I just, you know, went out there and, and dad had been watching this deer and I'm just like, cool, you know, awesome. But yeah, know, stick with it. It means nothing to them, but I don't know. Maybe that's judgmental, but that's how, <laughs> that's how I'm going to do things for sure with her and, what are, we'll works out. what are your thoughts? What are your, I do, I agree with you. I've said that on this show before though. Yeah. Um, what, what is your, uh, what are your thoughts on youth seasons? Um, I don't like them at all. Um, and it's not for the reasons that a lot of people do. A lot of people are like, Oh, he's just jealous. He's there getting to use guns. He's just, no, it has nothing to do with that. I just think people do things for the wrong reasons. And like, I don't understand what putting a kid with a rifle in early September. I don't understand why that's any different than a month later. And then like, what are you teaching the kid? Like I, that's my thought process is like, what's the thing behind it. And then you obviously, nobody in the right mind is not going to tell you that a whole lot of poaching doesn't go on on those days. I know it does like that. Nobody in the right mind is going to argue that fact. And I don't know. It's a complicated thing because on one hand you've got to get, kids out there and you want them to have a good hunt but then on the other hand i don't know i if some states go crazy with it. tennessee and i'm sure i'll get flamed for this one i'd hate the way tennessee does it tennessee shuts the entire state down you can't hunt in the state of tennessee on two days i think it's november 1st and like it's like november 1st november 2nd somewhere around the beginning of november they shut the state down like you're not allowed to hunt uh, except uh, except for the youth hunt and like i don't know, I have a huge issue with that you're taking a you're taking a whole weekend away from hardworking guys, you know, but, and girls, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just judgmental and terrible, but <laughs> that I feel like it's a complicated issue that a lot of folks are there, but I understand that. I understand the reasoning behind it. You want to get kids involved. I get it. You know, um, someone, I can't find the comment now. 
but someone said, uh, oh yeah, Brett said it's it's a a bad idea with good intentions. Yeah, I think I think that's a good way to explain it. I think it is a the the thought the thought the 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 thought behind it is okay. The thought behind it is good is good, but it's like it's like a, a Django movie. It was a nice idea, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. It could have been done better, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. but, you know, and it's a catch twenty two. What's the What's the alternative? You know, it, you know, I've always been taught if you bring a problem, bring a solution. And I don't know that I have a solution. Um, well, I but, mean, just let them hunt when everybody else is hunting, like we yes. used to do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I Again, I, I, I'm sure I'll offend people, but I just, maybe I'm too hard-nosed. But like Clementine, you know, when my little girl gets older, she's not taking a rifle on those days. Like, I'll take her hunting but she's going to take a bow like everybody else. And like, that's, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm bad, but and, you know, and I've got friends locally, a good friend of mine. He, he's the same way. He takes his son, but he's got a bow, you know, it, like everybody else. And that's what he just, he said, he just don't, he don't agree with that. And so I don't, but anyway, sounds like we're not completely along then. If somebody agrees with us. <laughs> we uh, in Indiana, we have it the week before archery season even starts. So you're, yeah, you know, you got kids, run around with rifles before essentially summertime pattern deer, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, uh, I agree with your stance. And, um, yeah. at the same time, it's like, I take, I take my nephew, I took my nephew out last yeah. year and it was fun. Like, I'm glad we did that. Not my yeah. nephew, my cousin's boy. I don't know why I call him my nephew, yeah. but, Close um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, it's tough. I, you know, we didn't have it growing up. I can't remember. I may have maybe the last couple of years of me being exactly. eligible when I was 16 or something, we had it. But by that time I wasn't real interested. You know, I was hunting my own my, by myself anyway, yes. you know? Um, well here, the, the, I don't know. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's done better than others. And North Carolina, I have a huge issue with the way we do Turkey season with stuff like that, because they've now, and I guess it's really not just Turkey season, but they're classifying youth up to like 18 years old. Yeah, like, that's how in the end does it. That's ridiculous in my opinion because at 17 years old, I had been hunting by myself for a really long time. I mean, I it was a different world then, but Yeah. Yeah, like, I killed my first deer at 10 or my second deer at 10 by myself. Right. Like I yeah, I, I don't I I just don't agree. A 17-year-old boy does not, you know, I, I don't get that. I don't you, I don't If you can drive there. Right. <laughs> like if you're driving there, I can as the government can force you to go fight in another country, like, are you really a youth? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't agree with that at all, but I think there should be a cutoff at the max at 16. But, uh, and that's stretching it in my opinion, but yeah, that's, that's a little weird. I, I get that. You know, I had these high schoolers I'll be like, yeah, last year, youth years. And you're like, you're a senior and you have a full beard. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyways I, I'll, I'll quit beating a dead horse <laughs> yeah we can we can get off the topic uh I, I i didn't see any comments that strongly disagreed with us but yeah okay. I, I i do get annoyed by the shooting house with a tablet yeah and they tap on their kid's shoulder and the kid shoots them with a rifle or a crossbow or whatever it's just like yeah. ah, come on man like, yeah maybe maybe it's a little bit of like mm -hmm. uh we didn't have, we couldn't do that. You shouldn't either. But like, I, I, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, and I, and I'll, I'll say this and I'll shut up. I won't say no word about a promise, but like, I'm a teacher. I deal with these kids every day. Like I, I deal with them way more than I deal with adults. They enjoy the struggle. They look for the struggle just like you and I do. And if that struggle is not there, they don't want it. And I cannot tell you how many kids, and I'm not getting this argument, but I, I cannot tell you how many kids have came up to me. This year, Gid showed me his little eight-pointer basket rack at 100 inch, and the boy was tickled to the, I mean, just beside himself. And I know he killed a lot of deer and some good deer. So I was kind of like, why is he this excited about this deer? And I, and I saw his bow laying on top of it. He had a, a Matthews compound laying on top of it. And I said, okay, good, 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 good. He said, man, that was my first bow kill. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I thought you killed several more than that. And he goes, yeah, but this one was by myself. And he said it was with my compound. And he's like, this one was awesome. And I was like, 
that's awesome, man. I, you know, and what it was, was there was more of a struggle there and yeah. there was more of a, like, right. this was harder to pull off. This wasn't, you know, so, and I, so I know that there's, there's people out there like that. I actually, I think most teenagers are like that. Um, believe that or not, they, they like the struggle. And uh, I think that struggle, if you take that away, then you're kind of losing it. And I think the whole hunting industry is kind of about to have to have some real hard conversations about that. Uh, just to be quite frank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, technology keeps developing and everything that comes out that's new and improved is Mm -hmm. better than it was. And everything just gets a little easier and a little easier. And then 10 years goes by and everything's super easy, you know. I, I, bow seasons were created because it was hard. I mean, that's the only reason that bow seasons exist is because it takes longer to fill that tag in theory. And the easier we make it, the the less or the more we're getting away from in my eyes the reason a lot of us love it but now not everybody loves it for the same reasons but i think the hunting industry is about to have some really tough conversations about to have about to have to have some really tough conversations because technology is getting to a point where uh, you got you got to take i mean I've got, I got, I fly, I have a YouTube channel. I fly a drone all the time. And I can honestly tell you, I have never used it for hunting, but how many times could I have got that drone in the air and killed deer with it? Not like dropping bombs from it, obviously, but right. Getting it up over and like all that deer. Dude, if you use that for turkey hunting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, there, there is, and I mean, right now, and and the laws are going to catch up. I mean, things are going to change. But as it sits right now, you're not doing anything illegal a lot of times in a lot of states. Now, some states you are. Some states are yeah. getting ahead. But, you know, I know I, I have heard stories locally. A guy's got a, a drone with some infrared technology on it. And he's flying. I reckon he's flying all the places he hunts. And I think some places he's not supposed to be hunting. And he's figuring out where these bucks are bedding. He's watching them go bed with a drone. He's finding them. And then he, I mean, then he takes that information and he goes hunting. Like he'll, like he'll, you know, go hunting that, like if this is morning, he'll fly it all night. And then that morning, magically, he's, he's, in, he's in the deer. <laughs> and like, I, I don't know. I'm sure some people are like, well, if it's hit, it's America, do what he wants to do. But I got <laughs> big issues with that, man. I don't, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's hunting in my opinion, but that, yeah, again, I, we ain't hunting terrorists. These aren't terrorists we're after. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. if this was a terrorist somewhere overseas, and I get you, man. I, well, God bless yeah, you. I know that, that but, it is, it is, <laughs> it is tough because, like, me and you grew up a certain way of uh, yeah. what deer hunting is, and like, who knows, you know, what. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, in theory, like, if you weren't a deer hunter and you're like, oh, this, your goal is to kill a deer every year, yeah. you know, fill your tag, it's like, well, well why don't you? I'd use a crossbow then, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to explain to people that aren't deer hunters, which most people aren't, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, Especially people that make laws and crazy things like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but it's it's kind of, it's a kind of a crucial point. I think the, the hunting industry and, you know, every industry goes through these points. And I think the hunting industry is at that point where you're about to have to have some very real conversations. And I've you know, a lot of States are already outlawing, uh, you know, on public outlawing uh, cameras, just yeah. all together cameras, because it's very hard to differentiate what cameras can do what. And, you know, at some point it comes down to personal ethics, but there are personal morals, but you know, there is a point where it's like technology has gotten a little out of hand um, with some things. And, and, you know, humans are always going to do that. They're always going to take it to the extreme. But, well, we're on a controversial topic, so we might as well just keep going. What's, the, in, what's, what's, the, what's the pressure been like in North Carolina lately? Like on your guys' public land and whatnot. You're from North Carolina. Um, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, uh, I'll be honest. Maybe I'm a baby, but uh, I've actually been hanging out with my dad on my dad's lease um, in Ohio because, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I can't get away from it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a hardworking dude. I run three to five miles a day all summer before the season. I work out every day, like, you know, before season so that I am like in there and it doesn't bother me going deep, doesn't bother me carrying whatever. 
just to do this. And what I've found is here the last couple of years, there is so many folks out there like it's and it, it, that's great. They're they're landowners, they're public landowners. God bless them. It's their right. I can't stand the new trend of just walking around like that. That's awful. Like that, that has gotten so aggravating. Like when you're seeing four and five people walking around on a grunt call and a bow, just walking. And it's like, dude, you, yeah, it's your right to do that. You own the lamb, but you've just blew up five different guys that are work that have worked their butt off and you blew up the whole evening, you know, to walk around with your grunt call. And it's like, like, what are the chances you're going to, be successful like you're in hardwoods this is like southeastern ohio is where yeah. I was dealing with this going. like you are in southeastern ohio like you this isn't a great tactic in, in wide open hardwoods like i get it like yeah this brush country but yeah and dude like you can see a hundred yards in every yeah. direction and they can see that too you know so all you're yeah. doing is blowing crap up and uh yeah that's getting that's getting aggravating and it kind of got to the point where i told dad i was like I, I like I said, I, I, the last time I was in Ohio, we went over Thanksgiving for like six days, five days, and I hunted on Dad's lease, which is weird for me. I love hunting public land. I love the challenge. I love the I love everything about it. Uh, and it was just getting so like it was it was uh, and it was more or less like like we talked about like November is twenty some days in reality, and I mean and you're lucky to hunt twenty of those, you know, unless yeah. you are very lucky if I'm wasting those days getting blew up constantly, it's like, man, I'll wait all year on this. I, you know, I, I, am chomping at the bit to get here. And it, I told dad, I was like, man, if I'm just going to have to pay a little money, I guess. And because now, you know, nowadays, while we're on controversial topics, nowadays, if you're killing big deer on private land, you ain't crap. Like no, in the court of public opinion, nobody cares. Go kill a 200 inch deer. Even then, dude, there's people killing multiple 200 inches a year. Right. And they're going to say, well, if I hunted where you hunted, I'd do the same thing. And it's just like, well, I mean, and so now, you know, now public's cool. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the cool thing to do. Like you've got tons of places you could hunt, but you're going to choose the public because it adds something to it. And nothing wrong with that. I love that. I love hunting public land. But uh, yeah, you asked about the pressure. It's been rough. Uh, and, And we've hunted. I've been in Kentucky, Tennessee. Ethan was in Missouri. I've been in Ohio, North Carolina, obviously. Uh, Dad's been in Virginia, um, Georgia. We've been a little bit everywhere, and it's been the same story. In Iowa last year, it's been it's been the same story just about everywhere. Um, same kinds of things. Um, but what anyway. do you what do you think's causing it? I don't know. I like I said, I think some of it is the trendiness. Um, I think killing deer on public land is cool. I think that's the new way to be a to be a hero is to do yeah. it on public land. So I think some of it is that. I think some of it is the social media world. Um, I think some of it is is Sport Sport and Forge and Onyx. I think a lot of folks didn't know the land was there until they got you know a Spartan or an Onyx uh, subscription or hunt stand subscription, what have you. And they're like, oh, crap, that's actually, you know, there's a bunch of public there that I had no idea. It's not even marked. Um, I think there's some of that going on. Um, and, and maybe it's the same thing as, as the guy commented and said it, something like it's good intention done bad or something like that. Yeah. Maybe it's the same thing. Like, it's just, I don't know. But I, th- I think it's trendy. I, I definitely think it's trendy. And I think uh, I think it'll die down like everything else. I think there'll be a really bad wave. Like right now, we're in the middle of a wave. And also we're right after COVID. I mean, you got to think about that too. Like there was more hunters in the woods over COVID than like ever. So like, like the, the, you know, folks are seeing that and they're like, Oh, that was really fun. So you're still going to get that bump from COVID. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I have no, I, I that's just me spitballing. <laughs> I think there's, so there's kind of two sides of the industry right now. There's this one side that is like hunter recruitment. We need more hunters. Yeah. And then you have, you know, guys like with your opinion where it's like, there's too many people out there right now on public land. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I heard Don, Don Higgins. I, I'm sure you know who that is. Um, he's like a land manager. Yeah. You know, he, he was talking about it. Um, 
on a podcast, like the Hunter podcast. I don't know. I saw a clip of it today. And yeah. he, you know, he was talking about, um, you got to look at who's telling you this, that we need more hunters. Is it like, is it, um, you know, is it a, is it some bow company or an app company that wants to sell more yeah. subscriptions or more bows? He's like, yeah, it's all about money. And he's like, if, if there's more money in the industry, then it's, it's, uh, they're going to promote it, you know? Yeah. And his, you know, I never really thought of it too hard about that, uh, in, in that manner. Um, he's probably, mm-hmm. he's probably some, some truth to that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I, I've yeah. definitely seen this year was worse than last year on for, mm-hmm. for, um, pressure on, on public around here yeah. in Indiana, at least Ohio. Also, um, I hunted Ohio a couple days, just, just from having a few trail cameras out, just pulling yeah. cards, you know, had more people on them this year than I had in the past. Talked to some other guys that I know, like Johnny Stewart in Ohio. Yeah. Um, he was down there with me, uh, and same kind of, kind of same, he echoed the same thing. Like, man, it seems like there's a lot of people anymore this year. So, um, don't matter with Johnny, Johnny's still gonna make it happen. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But, uh, big deer at Walmart parking lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I don't know. It's an interesting topic. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, it's like Don's point was we are a small minority it doesn't matter how big we're going to be. We're still a small minority. And yeah. he's like, we don't need any more. So yeah. I'm not, I'm trying not to put, I don't want to put words. I can, I mouth, can but that's that, close yeah. to what it said. I know, I know going forward and I, maybe this is me being a baby and maybe I'm just a quitter. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm just soft. Um, but I'm a high school volleyball coach and I'm a dad and, you know, and, and not only my high school volleyball coach, I'm a high school volleyball coach of a team that's that's really good. Like our program's really good. And so we play deep into October every year. You know, I, I suspect it will be every year this year. We played until we made it to the semis. And so we made it all the way through October. My time is is very valuable to me because I look forward to this all year. And like I said, when I have X amount of days, um, I, I – I'm not scared of pressure. I like, I like figuring games out. I like playing the chess match. I like doing all that. And that's part of it. But I've also got to be realistic and realize, okay, I'm not getting to, I'm only getting to hunt weekends until November, November rolls around. I can hunt every evening after work. And then I can go on a couple of trips realistically right now in my life. Now in the, now in the future, I got, I've got some plans I would love to, to see come to fruition to where, Maybe I could do more than that. But right now I've got to realize that my time needs to be more focused. And so like I was talking to dad on the back from Ohio, I think I'm going to think I'm going to hunt with him on that lease next year a lot and really just focus on Ohio and on that lease um, because we can control the pressure and I can, we can control what's there and what's not there. And knowing that I'm going to have X amount of time that's there. And does that make me weak? Maybe if I kill a hundred and, 60 inch deer i know it means nothing because i'm on private but i i don't really care you know i don't really care about public just more i know that i'll and i get to hunt with my dad on that cap thing so you know i don't know that's 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 me going that's me next year i i i I was just thinking about that today actually instead of going to like four different states i think i'm just going to focus on that one and focus where i can control i have more things i can control but i don't know and i I hope that changes you know i hope we can Cause it used to be, used to be a lot different, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Like if this was the first year I kind of, um, felt like we, there was like, Oh, this may be a bit of an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. cause it's not fun for anybody when there's that many people out, you know, it's like yeah. nobody's having, having that much fun when there's that many people out there. Right. And that's um, like I said, if, it, if everybody's just out there hunting, that's one thing, but there seems to be a trend of just walking around and like, that is that I, I don't feel right doing that. And I, I mean, I know you do a lot of scout at some point you, you, you have to, you go on like a five day vacation, five day rut hunt. You're going to have to put boots on the ground. Like, yeah, but I try to do that time and a place. Right. You know. I try to do that in advantageous times. You're not going to catch me scouting the last hour of daylight. Like, right. What? Like I just, I don't feel right about that because that guy has worked as hard as I have, you know, like, and, and he probably works a job too. And like, you know, this is his escape, just like it's mine. So I don't want to go in and completely obliterate his hunt. Um, just because, 
you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being too soft. No, I get it. I get it. Um, it, it is, it is what it yeah, is. It is. That's another, I mean, that, that walking around thing, that's another social media thing, you know, yeah. like, and not, and, and dude, I love Zach Farrenball. I think he's funny and yeah. entertaining, but it's like, not everybody's not freaking, you're not Zach Farrenball, you know? Right. Right. And then, or yeah. you're not Jared Scheffler. Like just calm down a little bit. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. And I'm, I get that. Yeah. Know, and I'm sure those guys probably do it in a, in a considerate way as well, you know? Yeah. Oh um, yeah. No doubt. But I don't know. Yeah. I just don't, I don't hunt that way either. Like I never have right. really. I mean, it's, maybe it's effective, but I just haven't. Well, I so. shoot a stick bow. I can tell you it ain't effective for me. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, like, yeah that's, like that makes pigs, Yeah, oh, I love spots dog pig hunting. Oh, oh yeah, dude, like that's a different critter, brother. Like, yeah, yeah that's you know. a blast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, how, where all do you pig hunt at? Uh, I anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I will go multiple times to Georgia. Um, I like Florida, but Florida, Florida is probably some of the better pig hunting, like as far as numbers, like I've got on more pigs in Florida, but access is a problem there. Like really getting on places is hard. Uh, like it's, I don't know. People don't trust people there. Like I don't, I, it's a very odd place to, to find places to hunt. Uh, but I, Georgia would have to be my number one favorite state. I love the state of Georgia. Um, I've been hunting, uh, South Carolina as well. Uh, I like hunting them in Texas. Uh, my friend Clay Epperson, that's probably the most fun I ever had hog hunting was spot and stalk in the middle of the night. That was, oh man, that was fun. Oh man. Uh, yeah, we were getting after him. He had a thermal, he had a thermal uh, scope is what it was. And he was just holding it. And we would use that to get in. And I shoot instinctive. So like I, all I needed was a silhouette. And I practiced all summer before that. I put a black bear target in my yard and would shoot with no headlamp on. I'd get to like 10, 15 yards and I could see the black outline. And I got to where I could, was pretty deadly like that. And I think I killed three pigs on that trip, two or three pigs doing that. Oh, it was fun. We'd get in there, and we wouldn't have to hit no lights or nothing. Clay's just like, he's like, all right, you know, he's broadside. He's like, all right, I'm good. I've got him. You know, and he and then I, you know, we have a lot of knocks. So you have any idea where you hit the thing. But uh, we didn't have any trouble. Like, that was one of those that, like, they all went down quick. And it was, uh, man, you talk about fun. And, I, you know, the whole time I was walking around in, uh, in stupid rubber boots and uh, – <laughs> It's like 95 degrees at three o'clock in the morning in Texas. And he's like, dude, where are your snake boots? And I was like, I got on rubber boots. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, dude, that is like a really big emergency room. <laughs> Afterwards, I'm like, you know, maybe I should have. Like, I'm from North Carolina. Back. Like, next time I'll probably be more, a little more cautious. Yeah. But you talk about fun, though. Oh, my gosh. you! I love pig. Actually, I was sitting in the stand tonight. And like I was sitting there daydreaming and I was thinking about pigs. Yeah, I was like, oh man, it's about that time. You know, January is pig time. I, I want to, I'm going to go, I'd like to go pig hunting again this year. I went, uh, I killed one with a stick bow a couple of years back in South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Um, a guy had a lease down there, a deer lease, and he had a pig problem. And he, yeah. and we were hunting public land and uh, my buddy knew him. And somehow we got, ended up getting on there. And dude, it was <laughs> nuts, dude. Dude, if you'd had a rifle, Oh my gosh! Yeah. I hate to say how many pigs you could have killed. Oh, you can lay them out. Yeah, that's, dude, oh, you should have saw the landowner's face when I showed up with a stick bow. He was like, "You're using that? What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he wanted he wanted them gone. Wanted them killed. Uh, yeah. So well, which I, I, I get it because his food plots and stuff were just like. Oh my up. gosh! I did not realize I hunted a place in Florida, and uh, we had went through, and it was a small acreage, and a friend, my buddy, had permission to hunt it. And we slipped through there the evening before, and this guy's yard was immaculate. Like, putting yeah. green, like, just typical South Florida, just yeah. gorgeous. You know? Well, the next morning at daylight, we went back to the same property, and we wait till daylight, and we're glassing the fields, like, right after daylight. Well, there's a sow uh, in his yard. Like, and I mean, I'm in his yard. And so we slip around. I actually, like, use his tractor, like I put the tractor between me and him get to the tractor which is beside the barn and then ended up killing the pig and i'll never forget when i looked around that yard like what was immaculate the night before was just like eviscerated and 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 i don't know how many pigs were in there like i'm sure it wasn't just her but the cool the thing is like in a lot of stuff what they deal with in some of those places her ear was gone and so what that is is she's been caught by dogs and a lot of these guys will Mm get permission from these farmers because those farmers had the same reaction to anybody that they would to you. When you walked in with a boat, they're like, seriously, I want these things killed. 
yeah. somebody rolls in with a business card says here's my dogs i can take care of your hog problem what they'll do is they'll kill a couple send a picture to the farmer but it's like coon hunters they don't want you don't want to use your own supply of hogs and they love running those hogs so they'll catch them get the dogs off let them go and sometimes they'll cut the boars but they'll let them go and that's what happened with their ear was that she had been caught and let go so that's a lot of stuff you deal with but oh god i love hog hunting you'll be talking about it i'll be done deer heading right heading south next week yeah (laughs) i am like borderline right there with you and i don't get the opportunities to go very often but like the times i've gone been a blast i went with clay hayes in florida which we didn't we didn't do worth crap but it was so much fun just sneaking around looking for them oh yeah gorgeous Um, down there yeah um yeah Yeah, i want to go down yeah, I uh, Jason Samkoviak is down in Georgia now. I'd like to go hunting with him or something. He's a killer. Yeah, he's, yeah. Jason's good at that stuff. Yeah, Jason, uh, him and I, which I think he, I reckon he probably hunts all over Georgia. He lives down there now, but uh, we've hunted a lot of the same areas at times. And uh, do you hunt private on, in Georgia, or do you mostly? No, see? mostly all public. Um, that's I've been on private before, but actually mostly public. And the thing about the thing about it is, is you know how it is. I mean, I cover a lot of ground. A lot of people are like you know, you're exaggerating, but I mean, I had a, a screenshot of it. I think in one, in a, like one and three quarters days, I covered like 32.1 miles, like just walking. Yeah. And I, I think I, I shot two that. pigs, but like, that's how, like, it, it's like, they'll be like, oh, there's pigs everywhere. It's like, well, no, there's really not. Like I, I'm having to put in a lot of work to find yeah. them. Yeah. It's worth it. I, I enjoy it, man. I, you know, and I'm stumping the whole time. That's one cool thing about uh, traditional is you can have a, you know, like a judo point or a, a blunt and the whole time you're sitting there shooting. Like I'll, yeah. I'll probably shoot my bow 50 or 75 times a day when I'm doing stuff like that. Cause I'm just like, you know, and then down there, you have small game season, you know, in January and stuff. So like all of them squirrels, very rarely hit them they usually like outrun my arrows but yeah that's all they, me and clay uh, did was uh chase squirrels around trying to shoot there you go. i'm gonna shoot at him and i'm gonna have a ball yeah there, yeah there was one last year i slipped down this road and on these pigs there was a squirrel it was the prettiest thing right in the sun and i bet you it was nine yards maybe nine yards oh, ten yards gosh. and he had a big white oak right behind him and he's just sitting there like with an acorn and i'm like Oh, you're done. Like I will not mess this up, you know. So I got I got my judo on. I had my GoPro going. <laughs> oh my god! And I shot right over his head. And I'm like, yeah. dude, how did you screw that up? Like <laughs> any shot like that, he looked like a big old butterball sitting there. I just shot right over him. Oh, uh, man. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've killed. I don't think I killed a squirrel with a trad bow. Shot a groundhog once walking walking yeah. in turkey hunting. Yeah. They, it's fun, man. I, I, that's one fun thing that's fun about stick bows is like just everything's fun. Like, yeah, it is. Like we, we had a, we had a mountain buck workshop here at Timber Ninja down in Asheville and we had a mountain buck workshop and we had some like really accomplished whitetail hunters there. And like Johnny was there and uh, uh, Bill from uh, Spartan Forge was there. And uh, like it, all these guys, like very successful guys. And we're like high level detailed talking about hunting these mountain bucks. And like every time we get a 10 minute break, everybody's running out the door to grab our stick bows and shoot at leaves in the yard. Yeah. And like we'd walk around and like all these guys, it's like they've killed like 250 inch deer the year before. And it's like, I can hit that leaf. And it's like, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, we're 10 minutes late getting back because we're having a ball. And that, that's stick bows, man. <laughs> Just oh, and like really people time. have never, people have never shot one before, you know, uh, yeah. we, we did a workshop, uh, we did a workshop up in Wisconsin in Hill Country with Dan and the guy yeah. that owned the place had a had a stick bow and it was a nice one. It was actually an ILF, but it, like the specs yeah. were really close to what I shot. And dude, it, it did shoot really well. I picked it up and I, I was he was like, You can try it and I shot it and I was just like it was one of those bows where you pick yeah. it up and like wherever you looked is where it hit for me. There you go. And dude, those guys were just like, How are you doing that? I'm like, Yeah. Thousands and thousands of arrows, dude. I don't yeah. I don't know. Like if yeah. you would do it too, you would get it. And it's just something yep. special about them, dude. It yeah. really is. I enjoy it. Like I shoot to the point, like during the summer. So I'm a teacher. I have my summers off. And like I'll get up every morning basically at daylight and I'll make, you know, I'll make coffee and I'll sit out there. And I get to the point that I have my fingers hurt so bad yeah. that I have to, and that's with a tab. Like I'll have to like I sat to soak them in like salt baths and stuff because my fingers are so done. And it's like, yep. you've got to quit. And I'm like, I can't like, it's like, 
I got to shoot, which we shoot competitive all summer too. Like, we'll, you know, yeah. we'll shoot those circuits and that's just for fun. And I'm, I'm competitive as crap. If you could, yeah, right. so I like, I like doing that kind of thing. And, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun. It makes me grin thinking about it. I, just, I love it. That's, but I mean, the cool thing is though, you put that, you put Clementine's little bow in her hand and she's the same way. She's like, yeah, oh, it's like, they get <laughs> Huck's the same way. I made him a self bow and he's, he loves it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's a um, the, you talk about those shoots and stuff. And I, I used to go to a, quite a few of them. I hadn't gone the last couple summers, just busy with stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, the very first, shoot i ever went to for trad bow i shot with alan clark and i think you know alan don't you? yeah oh yeah oh yeah um and that's when i realized like how fun it because i didn't know what to do like i'm sitting there like yeah trying to do everything right step on the stake and alan's like going around corners and yeah through trees <laughs> and stuff and i'm like oh okay this is just yeah. these, they're just fun you know it's just a really good time yeah and yeah. there's days where you know it's just it's like well i think i get him in the eye it's like no, you can't. Like there yeah. are three limbs in between here. And there. Yeah. It's like I think I can do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then there's days where you're like super competitive. Dad and I are like at each other's throats. Like we, like it don't matter how many people's in the tournament. Like it's I'm just beating Dad, and Dad's just yeah. trying to beat me. Like that's it. So sometimes we're like really trying, and sometimes we just end up having a ball like that. We have a ball yeah. either way, but that's what's fun about, it. and that's what it is for us. It's just fun. That's just you know. It's just a good time, good time, and it's yeah. and it's actually really good practice because, like, Dad and I put a lot of pressure on each other, and that's I'm not gonna sit here and say it's the same because it's not it's not the same pressure at all, but when you've shot in front of a couple hundred people for a it's big different. second, yeah, like you you've been there before a little bit, and so that like you can deal with that pressure a little bit in your head, um, but because you because you can really see some people melt down with some oh, stuff yeah. going on and some really good shooters just suddenly you just aren't when, you know, there's people watching, but, uh, yeah, there's some guys that are really not good shots either until there's an animal in front of them too. That's something. That's yeah. Yeah. Traditional. So, yeah. Some, some people, they, they get it. But I mean, a lot of times though, you got to think, I mean, most of the animals that I shoot, like I'm shooting over my boots on a lot of them. Like a lot they're, they're 12 yards, eight yards. Like it's yeah. not, it's not like I'm having to thread the needle at 40 yards. Like it's no, you know, you're shooting a, a pretty good size target eight yards. Like, right. Because I, you know, yeah. And that's you not to that say close. that it's still don't, you still I was going to say, yeah. Really bonehead moves. But, but, you know, for the most part, that, that kind of alleviates some of it. But, oh, man. What's yeah. your bow setup right now? So I've shot this essentially the same bow for like 12 years. And it's a, a one piece long bow, reflex defects long bow. Uh, Kagan McCabe up in uh, Pennsylvania makes it's an Omega. Um, and, it's one of those deals. It's just like me. Like, like we got, we've gotten along really well. Actually, we're about the same age. I think he's a year older than me. And uh, that's how we come to know each other on the internet, like archery talk or something. And, um, he builds, he's a bow nerd and he'll tell you that. Like he is totally nerded out on performance, but he doesn't care about looks. So like you look at the bow and it's like pretty plain. It's just like a, you know, a piece of Spectraplier. This one's like Dymalux. So it's like a pretty plain looking wood, you know, colored glass, like not these really uh, exotic no fancy vineyards on it. Yeah, stuff, nothing yeah. crazy fancy, but it, it'll shoot with any bow out there. And so like it's, uh, you know, there's there's very few long bows that will outshoot that bow. And then, of course, there are and stick bows are one of those things. It's like PSE, Matthews, Hoyt. Bowtech. I mean, to be honest with you, there's probably not five dollars worth of difference in all of them. But everybody's got their little thing. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like, "Well, I wouldn't shoot nothing but a Matthews. Ah, they shoot better and everything." And then the yeah. next guy, like, "Well, you know, Hoyt. You can't. You can't beat a Hoyt." So I know there's a little bit of that. But I've shot the same thing, and I and I when I shoot all those tournaments and everything, I shoot the same setup. I don't change anything. So like I, you know, I'm shooting uh, micro diameter arrows. I shoot the uh, day six four hundreds. Um, and I, I shoot their, uh, their whole system. So the centric system and, uh, and the Evo XL. So I've got like 300 up front, I think total. And, uh, and it's, of course it's a micro diameter error, which is really a disadvantage in tournaments, but in, yeah, uh, sure. it, and in hunting it's, you know, and, but I don't want to change anything. That's how I am. I'm a bow hunter that likes to shoot foam during the off season, you know? So I don't want to change anything because I shoot instinctive. So my eye is really used to that. Trajectory. Oh yeah. So like, yeah. in so I don't want to change things to where it's like, it's like, well, dude, you're lobbing them in there at 25 yards. You could really flatten out and your yard is not as critical. And it's like, 
Yeah, but those two points don't mean near as much to me as being able to, you know, kill a big buck this November, you know, or October. So, um, but so I've shot that and uh, and that longbow pretty much the whole time. Now I've got a, a bow. Uh, Tom Jenkins over at Zip, Zipper uh, mm-hmm. built me a uh, a takedown. Uh, Kagan's not building a takedown right now, and so I got Tom to build me a takedown. And because uh, there's a couple of hunts that I'm going to fly in on. And it was going to be like two hundred plus dollars to fly in with a sixty-four inch longbow, and so I was like, "Yeah, I'm not paying that." So, <laughs> so I figured if I could, you know, if it's a three-piece, I can take it down and, and put it in a check bag, and it's just a normal, normal deal. So I did that, and that's also what's got me into the. And I know you and I have talked about this before. Um, that's also what has made me um, try a saddle more seriously. Um, and actually got me into a hybrid system um, because of being able to fly with it. Like there's a couple hunts that I want to go on that I really want to be in a tree, but taking a whole system isn't going to work. Um, like, right. you know, so I, I, with a saddle system, I can fly with it. Like one specifically, uh, I started doing this. I don't know if you've ever done one of these hunts before, but I went spring bear hunt for the first time ever last summer in june oh my gosh i loved that that was so much fun i've got that i am never driving to the northeast again like no offense to anybody that's on this from the northeast you people can't drive oh my gosh <laughs> like i told dad like from, from the time we got through pennsylvania till we barely made it in miles like my god if we live through this i ain't ever doing this again we ended up in the bronx new york on accident gps took us through there i'm like man i'm out I like, I am out. I don't care what it costs. We are flying next year uh, to New Brunswick. So that's it. <laughs> that, did you that get was, a bear? Uh, I didn't get a bear. My dad did. Uh, my dad did. Kurt did. I don't know if you know Kurt Carrera. Yeah. Uh, life. So Kurt killed one. Dad killed one. And Cade killed one. His son, um, Ed and I, I don't know if you know Big Ed up in Pennsylvania. Um, Ed and I didn't kill one. Ed had several opportunities on smaller bears, but he was kind of holding out for a big bear. Um, I just, I didn't, I ended up like, it's just, we'd never been there before. So it was like draw out of stands out of hats pretty much. And, uh, I spent too much time in a bowl and, uh, I figured out that, that bears are not like hogs at all. I was kind of, I'd never hunted them before. So I kind of really felt like a hog hunt, but they are not hogs. Let me tell you. No. So we hunt out of stands then? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, okay. We okay. And, uh, like I, I was kind of like lower and really sloppy with my scent because I'd watched all this stuff on YouTube and it's like they come strolling into these bait sites and you know you they, they're a, rolling in and it's like, buy, like yeah they know you're there like pretty yeah. much what it seemed like on YouTube and so I'm like I'm just gonna roll in here and hunt them kind of like I'm going to a really hot feeder hog hunting or something that's kind of what I had envisioned and let me tell you that's just not, not how it works but no. You Those bikes, Dan, man, you, oh, they, they're slick. Like they, you, yeah. You need to buy Dan's, uh, bear hunting tactics video. He has like a bear hunting oh, uh, really? DIY. Yeah. Okay. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. Like I said, I'd never done it before. I killed a bear here. Um, and I'll be honest with you in the mountains, North Carolina, they're kind of a nuisance and like mountain boys don't care about bears. Like, mm they're like a raccoon. Like I, I, bears have never excited me. Like they're just like, honestly, I hate them. They're paying the hunt in and you can't manage them because the hippies in Asheville won't let you actually manage them. Like they, right. that gets kind of, it's cause it's all pretty Yogi bear. Like you, you can't, Oh, you mean hunter. You can't kill that cute cuddly bear. Um, so they can't, they don't get managed like other animals here and they're, they're kind of a pain. Like there's way too many of them, but here I've never been interested in them. But for some reason going there, it was like, I just absolutely loved every second of it. So I don't know, maybe I'm like a closeted bear hunter and then will end up loving bear hunting one day, but I really enjoyed it. I had an absolute ball was that just over the counter. No, it was a, it was with a friend of a friend and he's not a guide. I mean, he's a guide technically, I guess legally, but like, he's not a guide. Like he doesn't, advertise or do it's just where he takes friends of friends is what he does and so i just happen to be a friend of a friend oh nice and uh yeah and, and that's what he said he's like i will not take anybody he's like the only people that i will take is if you know them and you recommend them and then they want to come he said if you recommend them and you vouch for them then i'll take them and he said but unless it's that i don't want anybody else 
and I was like, I, I understand that. So, so it was that kind of deal, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. I loved it. I can't wait. And then they had, they had a ball too hunting. Cause it's not, you know, in Canada, I don't know how much you've hunted up there. I've only hunted there one time. Bow hunting was pretty foreign to those guys. Like they're yeah. not, bow hunting's not like a normal thing. So they like the whole time they're like, you know, I was like, yeah, we're going to get in tight. Like I, I'm going to get in close. So I brought my stand and, and sticks and I was like, I, I want to get in close. And he's like, Oh yeah, there's plenty of trees. And when we went in there the first time he picked that tree, he's like, well, I figured you could get in that tree right there. And it was like 32 yards. And I'm like, no, I want like a third of that. Like I want it over there. And he's like, Oh, you mean you're getting tight. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like 10 yards. I want them closed, you know? So that was part of, of, of some of the struggles we had were that it, it wasn't conducive to that. Like, it was more set up to kind of sit back and, and shoot into the, the stuff. But anyways, I, I loved it though. My gosh, did I ever love it. And I can't wait to go back and do it again. Uh, that's so much fun. Yeah. I can't count down the days till June. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I, I mean, a dream of mine is to go bear hunting. I just haven't done it. Um, yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah. It's, it's a different thing. I don't, I kind of looked at it like, like I said, hog hunting in that it's fun. Like deer hunting, I know you're the same way. Like there's oh, yeah. a certain level of pressure that you put on yourself. And like, there's a certain level of like obsession mm-hmm. and like grit and determination. And that wears on a man after a while. But like hog hunting, it's like, if I kill one, cool. If I don't, cool. I am having a ball. Like I've shot my bow 50 times today. Like I've had a great day. Like it is not yep. negative six degrees like it is at home right now. So you know, that's, that's kind of that. And then bear hunting was kind of like that. It was like, it, a, had, it has a little more of that, like small, that small game hunting atmosphere. Like, Oh my gosh, man. I yeah. had a fly, I was up there, I had a fly rod and, and they had really good smallmouth fishing and I was wearing out smallmouth, big smallmouth on a streamer during the day. And then going to get in a stand at four or five o'clock, which I don't get dark to like 10. Yeah. Man alive. You want to talk about fun? Sounds like a good time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, I've, I've had Ked you on here for an hour. So, uh, has it been an hour already? Oh, yeah. Sure yeah hour is. and three minutes. Flies so, by, man. I appreciate it. We'll have to get you on sometime and just talk about mountain buck hunting. Absolutely, man. I see you're going to get me excited talking about mountain bucks. We don't – they're not huge most of the time, but they are – they're a different critter. You have to come down here and hunt with us sometime, man. It's a, it's yeah, a I'll di- come. It's a different uh, – totally different ball game than what, you know, what most folks are used to. But I want to get out of, there. A lot of guys are like, you know, you don't have to be 20 feet in. Like, you can kill deer eight feet off. Yes, you can. But not in the mountains very often. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're shooting up at them. <laughs> if you're shooting, yeah. if you're that long. So, it's a different world. I love it. I love it, though. It's so much fun. I get exactly what you're saying. We got a little bit of that in southern Indiana. It's not mountains, yeah. but we got some good hills that will yeah. conducive yeah. to that type of uh, setup. So, yeah. all right, dude. Everybody, go check out the Stick Boys on YouTube. And uh, I, I linked your guys' Instagram too. I don't know. Wait. If you okay. Um, if you're on Instagram, go check them out. So, yeah. Dalton killed a nice one the other day. It's went up on there and it's a cool hunt. So, yeah. I enjoyed it. Thanks, everything. man. We'll, we'll get on here again and talk about Mountain Absolutely. Buck. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for hopping on. If you uh, like what we're doing, make sure you hit the subscribe button before you leave. Yeah. Uh, talk to you guys sometime next week. See you. Bye.